how lucky could you be if you're a canine and your owner has been standing? Which means you get a lot of free time because he's working on mock drafts. He's working on so many things that require his undivided attention. And here we are again. It's got to be one of the more fruitful times of the year for you because you're challenged by the likes of Kevin Sheehan, Coach Sheehan, and others that put many, many hours into this. You're the undisputed champion now. Is it more pressure knowing that you're being chased now that you've taken over the number one spot in the country? You know, you'd have to acknowledge that there are other people competing against you to feel pressure, right? So, nah, I'm not too worried about it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, to be honest, like, you know, as you may be aware, like it's been a busy time around here with, you know, not just a GM search, not just a coaching search, but just, you know, everything going in. Like, I'm definitely further behind in my usual routine for for the draft, but also they're picking second. So it's not like, you know, at at two, you're basically looking at, you know, Caleb Williams, Drake May, um, Jaden Daniels, or maybe trading down. So it's not that much to deal with, but yes, going forward, uh, starting next week at the combine, it really does start to uh, crystallize. We got to start, we got to, at least I need to start looking more and more about what's going to happen potentially beyond day one. Yeah, and, and, it, and it does happen, um, all the news now, because of the uncertainty in the number one pick. Does that affect you more when you're not certain as to what may happen at the number one spot? Um, well, I mean, look, I, I, at the moment I'm just operating that the Bears are going to end up with Caleb Williams with the first pick. Uh, if that, like, it's it feels too too obvious for that to happen that if it didn't yes it would be a major shock to the system it feels like at this point which obviously would have implications for for washington if that means caleb williams is available that for them at two or for a trade or or something so um yeah at the moment i just you know it's just hard to see how that's not how they're not going with uh with that and then they're gonna you know likely trade uh justin fields uh so I can't engage too much into that thought unless there starts to become a reason to do that. Yeah, I'm, uh, Anthony and I had a real good chat. I think Fields is a first-class guy. I didn't find anything he did that was harmful with his chat and a you know, little podcast conversation. Of course, you're disappointed whenever someone decides to go in another direction, but it's also another opportunity and they didn't send him to the North Pole. <laughs> they, they haven't sent him anywhere, but we're talking about the ATL. I think you can get over that really quick if uh, if you want to, and if the dollars uh, say that they're right. Do you ever entertain in any of your scenarios to where Washington could come up with a deal and force that issue? Um, you know, if this was the previous ownership, you would have to because of the way that, you know, that person did business. I We're still learning, of course, what Josh Harris would consider here. But I, I don't, just don't see it because, you know, just based on, on Josh Harris's past with, you know, how he was running the Sixers to try to get them back, you know, from a 
bottom of the league towards the top. And it was, a, you know, of course, investing in the draft and, and getting more opportunities to get that, you know, cheaper talent that you can tr- control for several years and to move up for Caleb Williams. I mean, look, there, if you think he is all that and a bag of chips, then you've got to absolutely consider how do you get there. But if you don't see it as a huge difference, and of course this year you have other op- options with Drake May, Jane Daniels, or for some people, J.J. McCarthy, then you can keep all your picks and still get a quarterback that you think could be a huge uh, weapon for you. So I, I just don't see that it really makes a ton of sense for this team, for where they're at uh, at this point. I kind of caught that at the end. So you're not a big fan of the national champion Wolverine? Well, I mean, it just, it, you know, the, the public conversation has been, you know, going back to the start of last college season, Caleb Williams and Drake May, one of them, you know, one is one, one is two, something like that, or one and one A. Then Jaden Daniels, you know, he stormed into the conversation with his Heisman Trophy winning uh, effort for LSU. Now, J.J. McCarthy wins a national title, and he's been mentioned as a first-round pick, but it sort of feels, you know, look, I mean, we watched those Michigan games, but they weren't putting the game on his shoulder the way we typically view it. If a, if a quarterback's going to be worthy of a high pick, that's the guy you lean on. But Michigan was so good across the board, they didn't have to. So it, it I, I think the whatever J.J. McCarthy's value truly is, my guess is, from what I've heard, is like the public is probably underestimating it because he didn't have these prodigious numbers. But, you know, the, we'll, we'll see over time. But at the moment, I, I'm not really – factoring him in at two I just think that it sounds to me like there's he's closer to that top group than the public conversation has suggested but I like the fact that but they're not saying like he's 5'3 and he doesn't have an arm no he's adequate size and runs 4'4 and has that he got a little it factor too with him so I always like that in small print because I've heard how he's kind of been to me, it's been dished a little bit because they didn't throw to beat people in certain games, but he could throw, and he has thrown. They found a way to bludgeon people and beat them. Okay, but I, I just I, – I love it how it's phrased, and I, and I understand people do what they do, and I get that. But yet most of these quarterbacks that people have their head crammed all the way up the sternum end up being garbage. And so the kid out of BYU is my poster kid. And I saw him play at BYU. Like I've seen a lot of them. I personally don't like anybody that comes out of a gadget offense. Right. But yet, so the Ohio State quarterbacks can hand off and ground and pound you, and they're okay. Then when this kid comes out, but that's okay. I'll be proven right. Once again, when the proof comes out in the pudding, because I think the kid's going to be okay. He's going to be a good pro quarterback based on how the rest of your team is. This team here is a patient that's in a, like in a, looks like a mummy. So it's just a matter of which part of the body that we want to fix first. What is your number one order in terms of prioritizing outside a quarterback? What area of this body did we put our attention in first? 
Well, I mean, there are two different positions, but I would just say the line on both sides. I just, you know, for me, you know, I'm not splitting the atom here with this with this view, but you know, for me, for all the talk about receivers and you know, playing, you know, the skilled positions and so on, if you don't have the line, it just it just does not work as well. You know, we've seen that here, obviously, the last few years, uh, and, and it, you know, that's just the way that it goes. If you invest in your lines you can have lesser pieces behind them and it will, you'll get more out of them than the, the other way around. And, you know, again, here on the offensive line, other than Sam Cosme, you know, I think the other four positions are definitely in flux or in need of, of help on the defensive side. Is there a defensive end on this roster right now? I guess there's KJ Henry and Andre Jones, but that's it. There's, I mean, there are literally no other defensive ends because yeah. Smith Williams, two Hill are free agents. Uh, F.A. Obata, also a free agent, also coming off a significant injury. And they traded, you know, Montez Sweat and Chase Young. So they've got to get more help on that side. So to me, I would prioritize those two spots as much as I could. Yes, they also need a tight end and linebackers and maybe another cornerback if Kendall Fuller doesn't come back, which I'm guessing he won't. And is an Antonio Gibson replacement and maybe a Curtis Samuel replacement, et cetera. But those are the, you, to me, you, you, you got to address the line, and especially if you're drafting a young quarterback, any quarterback, you, you know, but whoever's the starter, especially if it's a young kid you're trying to develop, you've got to be able to protect him and, and build up the, the line in front of him. Yeah, uh, Anthony and I have been um, not wrestling over it, but I agree with you. We have a lot of places that need some attention. We also have some sleeping giants and some players that were underutilized, undercoached, that I think will end up being better than maybe we considered. And we are bragging a little bit about cap space. There's some people out here that are looking for an opportunity to prove that they're better than advertised. So I don't think it's as dire as maybe it, 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 it represents itself. It just depends on if we get the right people that are hungry enough and want to want to change their narrative because everybody has a narrative. Somebody's going to say you underperformed or you weren't as good as we hoped you'd be or whatever. But you got enough hungry coaches now. We can get some hungry players, and the narrative on the team is not trying to chase a bag, but actually trying to get a ring and some respect. We might have some. Anthony, you, I mean, uh, young fella, you have anything for? The award-winning Ben Standing? I did have a question for Ben. Okay. Uh, ben, you put out a piece in The Athletic on Tuesday titled, The Commanders Could Have a Drake Made Jaden Daniels Decision to Make at Number 2, where you spoke with people you know close to and familiar with the two prospects. Can you share what you learned from those conversations? You want me to promote my work? Um, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> That's why I put it out um, there. Well, we want to do what yeah. Kevin – Yeah, is she <laughs> going to give you that for, that format? <laughs> Thank um, you. You know, once in a while he helps me out, but I appreciate it. No, yeah, I know. So, I, I mean, know. Look, we love him. We kid because we love. Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, look, you know, any any uh, couch potato scout can, you know, dial up their uh, computer and, and find every throw that these quarterbacks have made online, and we can read, you know, analysis from the various draft experts about, about these guys. But – it isn't the whole – that's not the whole piece of the puzzle. Who are they? How do they lead a locker room? How do they handle 
adversity. Who are these people? You know, that type of stuff. So when I was at the Senior Bowl, you know, I tried to talk to guys who were there who were teammates of Drake May and Jaden Daniels or played against them. And, uh, you know, and also about some of the other quarterbacks in this class as well as, as well as talking to people outside of, uh, you know, uh, a, a former OC for North Carolina with Drake May and Sam Howe. You know that type of that type of deal um, to get a feel for kind of what they're about. What was it they saw? Uh, you know, for a guy like Jaden Daniels, for example, what happened? How did it go from his career high with 17 touchdown passes to throwing 40 and having just such an incredibly dominant year? I, I think all of these things um, help shape who these people are, give us a better feel, and uh, you know that that was sort of my my goal for for, for that story to just you know again, to go beyond just what the tape says and try to get a feel for what these guys are about. And, uh, Ben, we just had on Lamont Jordan, and he talked about his experience at the NFL Combine uh, where he talked about those uh, tough conversations um, that they have with organizations and, you know, sort of kind of what organizations are looking for in the prospects. Outside of the interview process, are you looking forward to, like, anything else that the uh, that these pro- prospects that the commanders could be eyeing um, – could be you know doing uh next week's nfl combine yeah i I mean obviously like people pay attention to things like 40 times and three cone shuttles and depend you know the what what they lift or if the quarterbacks throw all these kinds of things certainly matter and they're a piece of the puzzle along with you know the game tape for from the past year and and past past seasons uh so all that's important I, i think that um you know one thing that we get the opportunity you know we don't get to be in these meetings that the teams have with the players but we do get to see them at the podium inside the convention center where that where they hold the combine and most of the time these it's, it's a no harm no foul situation they you know they, they get by their 15 minutes and move on but you can see a little bit of how these players are engaging how are they interested are they listening do they seem bored do they seem cocky you know are they thoughtful with their answers are they just giving purely generic stuff because none of this may matter, but at least it's a little bit of insight into who they are and what they might be like when it comes to being the face of a franchise or, you know, having to lead a locker room. And again, it's, it's a, it's a small piece. They're on stage. They know it, but you know, how do they take advantage of this opportunity? This isn't just talking to the media after uh, a, you know, a big win or, or, or losing a tight one. This is, presenting yourself and, and this is what the, you know, these guys are having to do this now the prospects for the next few months so I, I think that is always a bit interesting again it's often leads to okay that was fine and moving on but once in a while you do see something and I've had that experience before you see something you're like ah, oh, all right let me file that away for later and, and see if there's something about this well I'm looking for Joe Bugle I'm looking for Torgy Torgus I'm looking for the coaches' battles within the battles, highly competitive and good-spirited competition in practice that elevates the player's performance, giving you the best game-like look possible. My gripe with this last group was that I didn't see enough live simulation. couple plays of pass pro and live where they went full tilt. You just have to have more of it. I'm sorry. They're more concerned about people getting hurt. Hell, the way you played, you've been better off with half your team hurt. 
I need to have some people coming off the ball. It's too much damn shotgun and two-point stances for me. I want to see Bobby Johnson, Brian Johnson, and Anthony Lynn, how they click. See, I want to see how the O-line, running game, passing game, how they blend. Because that's it. Tight ends. And and, my, and because what kind of personality are we going to have? You know, I want us to be like, you know, a, a SUV. I'm not looking to be a Porsche. I'm looking to be a SUV or pickup truck. And so we'll see. The personality that is formed in practice and in the meeting room. You already heard wit. I know what the defense is going to do. They might come and practice in Ubers or a horse and buggy. I already know what they how they're going to be programmed. I'm waiting to see what the <laughs> offense does. We got a lot of smooth dudes, Kingsbury, Baldwin Gay, real smooth. But I need to know, are they going to come in there and really be righteously cold-blooded dogs? That's what I'm waiting to see. Yeah, I mean, you know, right now, as you know, as you well know, it's the getting to know you stage for 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 us with the with the coaches, soon to be with some of the players that they bring in, and part of what we're all trying to figure out right now is just kind of what you just said, like what is this team about? I mean, at this point, I don't think they know definitively. I mean, they have some general ideas and thoughts and whatever, but like they're like we we talked to the assistants uh, this week and. Every time I asked them, for the most part, about their room that they're taking over, it was still, well, I'm still learning who we have. I'm still learning what Dan Quinn wants from this group, et cetera. So they've got to figure some things out. But to your point about, like, Joe Witt, like he said, hey, from a defensive perspective, you know, we're not going to be for everybody. We're going to be right. uh, we're, we're be violent out there. We're going to be a, a, aggressive. And they got to figure this out for offense. Like Anthony Lynn, I mean, basically he only got to Ashburn this week. Um, but he clearly has some of that Joe Witt fire to oh, him. No How does question. that work with? Oh, <laughs> right. I can so tell you that, that right now. Kingsbury? Yeah. Oh, I can tell you that right now. See, the one thing you have to remember is that they were perfect. I love Kingsbury. I, I, I loved him because he didn't answer anything. I don't blame you for asking. That's your job. His job is to tell you nothing. Because he didn't work for you. He works with these players. His job is not to build your resume. It's to get that team ready to score points. Everybody knows their job. And I love that. Gone with the press corps. Last staff, they were trying to be in the Senate. I guess they wanted to be on the White House chief of staff. That's over. I want football football conversations are back now football which means you get to know nothing why would you want to put your team's laundry out there anyway only an idiot would come over there and that's what tells me you don't know a damn thing about the sport would you really think somebody's going to give you a strategic advantage to an opponent you can't be that dumb well i have to no you don't have to you know you don't have to then your boss is dumb Certain things are just uh, yeah, not meant yeah. to be known. 
Period. Period. Uh, I, I I hear you. Hope hopefully they will be. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll be they'll be a little informative. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I mean, obviously we're not. You know, I don't think any of us are realistically expecting them to say. You know, no, I get what, it. I'm not mad to, at you. you know. I've done no, the same thing. I've done it to do the same thing. But I think some people oh. in the media feel like it's their obligation, like somebody's doing them a wrong. You know what? No, you don't get it. No, you know what it is? You've just covered losers too long. Go ask the people in New England how tough it is to cover them when they were really good. It's no cakewalk. You love being here because you had all these idiots and jackasses running their mouth all the time. This was fun. Hopefully, them days are over. I'll be Did honest you, with you. When uh, you know, I, I never really bought into the idea that they were looking at Belichick. But when those rumors were going, all I was thinking was, "Oh no! If you're telling me I got to have 7 a.m. <laughs> press conferences in Ashburn with a coach who will literally say 10 words say the whole nothing. time, I may, yeah. I may have to go back to covering the Wizards." Yeah, well, ask Buckhands. Ask them guys how it was coach, coach, dealing with Joe. So you got Joe. You got fundraiser Joe now. Great guy. Oh yeah, he's, all that. You'd have had Pitbull Joe when he was coaching. Different dude. Different dude. Just ask them guys sometime. Yeah. Different dude. Because he's focused, man. And he knows he's respectful. But y'all ask too many things that, that could hurt us in the final outcome. I don't blame you. That's your job. Everybody's got priorities. Ben, I know Kevin doesn't. He means well. But it's just very difficult for him to tell you how really valuable you are. So I'm here to tell you, man. Job well done. Doc, can I ask you one question? Sure. Uh, tight ends. What, if I'm if we're looking at tight ends, you obviously know the position. What what's the thing you would you know what what for you is the number one thing we, we to look at? Because obviously I think this is a position for this team that needs help. Uh, you know, maybe a complete rehaul of the whole room. So what's the thing you're looking for the most? You know, you know it would be great to get Travis Kelsey, but what's the thing you, you look for the most? Well, that's a question for Brian Johnson, you know, and what, what they're going to utilize him for. They never seem to give a damn about the running game here, so you can keep putting them receivers over there and hope for the best. But if they ever decide they want to win again, you got to be able to secure that edge, man. you got to be able to run the ball off the seven, eight, them, them gaps. They just – you know how people hook us? You know how often we get hooked? We got to hook other people. You know how the Niners did us? How they pin us in and give people around the corner? We've got to do the same to others. You got to do it with the tight ends. We have got to get point of attack. We just got to be a little bit more forceful at the edge. And they got the people that can do it if they convince them that that's how they make their money. But very few people are dumb enough to think that, well, hell, if you're not, if you're going to pay me not to do it, why would I do it? It's certainly not fun, as much fun as the other guys, other things they do. Watch how it changes. All you got to do is demand it and then start winning with it. And if you love winning, it'll happen. Trust me. It's organic. It'll never stop. But... Is right. it harder? You better believe it is. You better believe it is. I think you've got right. the people there, but we won't know until they're forced to do their job. I think they're 
capable of doing it. Plus, we get 88 back this year. And I thought he was the best one, or one of the best ones we had. He just got hurt. Ben, deal. It's a pleasure, appreciate man. Appreciate the insight. Thank you. Any, I'm, I'm there for you, Ben. You know you got 24-hour access. <laughs> appreciate it. You got it, man. Ben Standick All right, guys. of The Athletic, and give our best to Hall of Famer David Aldridge. Young fella, you okay? Yes, sir. You young people, man. What you on your phone? Nah, I'm alert, man. I was listening. No, man, there's always a gap with you guys. I can always tell. You you know, what's the longest, Anthony, that you literally are departed from your phone? The longest when I'm sleeping. The longest? When, so when you sleep, that's the most in, time you engage, disengage from your phone? Yeah. Okay. No question. All right. That's a long, you know, six, seven hours. I feel bad for y'all, man. I really do. <laughs> I mean, Doc, you'll you never your phone know. too, Doc. Huh? What is the longest you go? I left my phone home last week. I left it here, and I was like two and a half hours. And I know you were panicking because you had to put in the GPS, how to get home, how to navigate the traffic. No, it's a whole different from... world. No, oh, no, okay. no. I'm not. No, no, no. Oh, you print out it. You print out the MapQuest directions before. Okay, I got you. No, I don't print it out, but I use it. Why wouldn't I use it? Okay. I use technology. Yeah. Yeah. But I am glad that I know how to read a map. Yeah. I'm glad that – but, see, we learn by looking over the building. We look at the mountain. We look at the tree. See, we learn like the Native American. <laughs> we learn by landmarks. So – and I, I'm, I'm telling you, you think it's funny. I took my boys to get their hair cut over at Bruce. On Route 50. For years, I take them knuckleheads over to get the haircut. Do you know when Austin started driving and I said, okay, I'm going to stop doing this because I had to get, that's four haircuts. It was too expensive. I said, I'm going to start shaving y'all's heads so I can cut my costs down. Do you know when I had them drive, they had no idea how to get there. Mm. They gone every Saturday for like years. That's bad stuff. Do you know they had no idea how to get to Fairfax from where we were? And I go, you know why? Because they had that damn, what was it? That was the first, um, what was the first uh, handheld device was the, oh, God, you don't even know. You weren't even born then, I don't think. It was a handheld, I'll think of the name of it. My God. And I realized as a parent what a poor job I'd done that they had no sense of direction. They could not look up. You know, your mama tell you when I'm coming over by the water heater, you look up, you just, everything was a landmark. Now these kids, they could not, I said, we're not going until you tell me how to get to route 50 to get over to Bruce to get your hair cut. And do you know they couldn't do it? Atari. They had a handheld Atari. So every Saturday, their head, their eyes was on that handheld device. And they never looked out the window. Hell, that's all we had in the city looking out the window. So that's your history lesson, Anthony. We're going to break on that. Team 980. You are listening to the Hoffman Show. Doc Walker in the air chair, the young fella. 
super <laughs> talented Anthony Haney. The Ace Law listener line, 301-230-0980 in a wreck. Ace Law helps you get a check. I am excited. See the Wizards out west going against the champs. And uh, it'll be interesting. Kind of like a reboot, a real reboot. Because not only does this mark puck drops again, hoops galore, that March Madness cry ain't far away. Marquette, bounce back, shout out to Brother Bird. It's a good move. They were humiliated, but they found some found some spine to come back. There's no sin in losing. It's how you bounce back. And they responded. And then you look at UConn. They beat the crap out of them, and they fell apart. Or did they fall apart? Or is Creighton really good? So... I would really like to see an exciting March Madness. I mean, a real exciting one. Then that that would be that would be good. Now we'll see. JYD, welcome. What's up? To 980. How you What's doing? What's on your mind? All right. Well, I heard you. You was talking about the uh, second half of the NBA season. Yep. And about the Celtics or whatever. Yep. And the reason why the Celtics. They disappointed the, uh, one year when they lost to Miami. Yep. And then they and then and then they and then they uh, lost uh, the NBA championship to 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 the Golden State Warriors. So you know, basically, they are what they are. When it comes NBA time, when it comes playoff time, they got Tatum and and Jalen Brown, but but they don't, but they still haven't showed to me that they really can play together. You know, it seems like they got a grudge against each other. You got two tandem forwards on, on, on the same team. You would think that they would show some emotion out there on the court with each other and with the team, but they don't because it seems like they got something against each other. I don't know whether it's for, for politics, whether it's about uh, one one is a light-skinned brother and one is a chocolate no, brother. No, I don't know I, what the deal I, is. I felt that last year more, not this year. I know where you're coming from. I don't sense it now. I think Porzingis the Bru- and the Bruin have really mellowed their squad out, as we talked a little bit earlier. They're Porzingis. nice. Yeah, I think. Porzingis. I don't think he'll Porzingis. be available Porzingis. enough. I think he's a hell of a matchup. Right. Yeah, tough matchup. I don't think. I, I don't. I don't think they'll get there. I don't either, I don't but I'm just saying this is what I – if they're healthy, it's like the Clippers. If, if, if. Everybody's got a big if in front of them or they'd already be champions. Now, for, now, 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 now for Anthony, he's a Laker man, and I, and, 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 and I love the Lakers too, I did. But the point is, is that LeBron, he's been, he's been with this ankle, uh, uh, I guess it's peritoneal, uh, ankle a tendonitis in the ankle or whatever. But the guy, why playing the All Star game when you could have used all of that time to get the treatment that you needed, and you're going to miss a most important game tonight on TNT against the Golden State Warriors. Well, see, so you can't ever win. Catch up. 
Yeah, but you can't win. Because if you don't play in the All-Star game, then we we bitch about them not being like Mike and everybody else and Dr. J because so you, they so contributed. You, so, you missed, so, you missed, so you missed one game. I, I, look, the same way. There, there, look, there, there's plenty of people who, are, who want to see you out there against the Golden State Warriors like the game that you had. Yeah, I think it was you had a good point. I'm not arguing. You make a good point. But he obviously, I think he, I think if you feel the pressure of the legacy moment of the past and everybody that comes to meet in Indianapolis, I think you feel committed to the history of the game as opposed to a regular season night that he can make up in the regular season. That's what I okay, think but it, fan, he did. But, fans, but, 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 but still, but still, Doc, look. The All-Star game is not going to win you an NBA championship. Are you, I'm just giving you my opinion. I didn't ask you to like you know it. That. I just give you my opinion, yeah. I think that's why he did uh, it. Okay. And then, and, then when, and then when you talk about – you, you talk about the, you talk about the um, your, your commander's team yeah. or whatever, you know. Hey, yes. They want – they have forgotten – about what see every team has to have an identity. Yeah. The good ones do. Yeah. This team used to have an identity in the heyday. But like you said, they seem to, like you say, not only do the fans, you know, don't want don't want to run, you know, you know, don't want to be committed to the to the to, to, to the to the running game, but the but the people themselves, the people who actually count, who call the plays, who 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 who, who game the who who, who who draw up the game plans, don't want to run the football. Well, that's been in the past. In the we don't East. know what the future is. I'm just said in the past. They got a clean slate hey, right, right now with me. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. well, King. Well, JYD, King, well, well, I got to well, hustle, King. man. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. They got a clean slate. I don't know what they're going to do. They don't have a team yet. They just got their staff solidified yesterday. We got to give them some time. And they'll get players. That's not my job. That's their job to get the players. I don't give a damn who they get. I don't care who they draft. I don't care who they sign. It's not my job. That's Linnell's job. That's y'all's job. Then coach them up and let's go play. All I'm asking for, and it's not asking a lot, is when we get on goal line, don't be in a damn two-point stance in freaking shotgun. That's all I'm asking. I don't think that's asking too much. Other than that, I'm 100% supported. Jonesy, welcome to the Hoffman Show. Hey, Doc. Um, wasn't that guy a fan of the team out in Kansas City? I mean, why? No, I, no, I love that. Jay, why, no, no, I understand. But he's got the right. He's right. I respect JYD. I wish we, we don't have, look, we got to take any fans we can get. He's a Kansas City Chief, but he's also a football guy. He gets it. He gets it, but he just didn't understand. I didn't – I speak clear enough to where I should never be misunderstood. 
I'm but not making any decisions. We yeah. know who answering the phones. We got Anthony Haney, right? Yeah, okay. Anthony. We got two over hot mic. We know we it's Rick Stockwalker. Okay, we got Anthony Haney. Okay. Yeah. JYD may call in tomorrow as well. You know, Jimmy is the day after. I mean, I, we, we just need JYD just to just just to, just to be one. I don't know, man. Just 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 to be with us, or he's not. I don't know, man. I mean, I, well, I no, no, no. He can be. Look, he, he got the right. He's got the world champions. He's from here. We we got enough for all of. Them. And we've done nothing yet to deserve anything. So Indeed. I'm happy we get anything. Indeed, but we got a quarterback whisperer and, and Chris Kingsbury. You know, we that's, have that's a what I'm hoping. Coach. That's what I'm hoping. He, he told me because I always listen to what they say. They come in with they do with his little slogan line. You know, the last group told us. You know. We want to stop the run on the way to the quarterback. We saw very little of that the whole four years. Well, the first season, it looked like they were trending that way. Then they fell off the other three seasons. Okay, this group, they had Quinn said one thing, and that's that they got me. We want to be a nightmare to opposing teams, whether they come to us or we go to them. I like mm-hmm. that. I yeah. got a defensive coach said, oh, believe it or not, if we, we can't teach it to them, we should be coaching. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is we're trying to teach to get across to them, we should be able to teach it to them. And they should be able to catch it. You know, whether it's a glass from uh, a water from the top of a 99-story building, they should be able to catch it because that's how we're going to teach it to them. Okay, fine. Hey, I don't care as far as what quarterback whisper want, Chris Kingsbury, whatever quarterback he chooses, fine. But as we yeah. used to always say, you know, be right, and if it don't work, can we come to you and find out why it didn't work? Yeah, hey, look, I, I, I'm so easy to get along with at this point with that, that organization. I'm like, hey, man, do you. We'll support exactly. you, do you. That's it. Got to run, man. Appreciate you, K-9. Uh, Bobby, uh, Big Tony, Bebe, you guys hang in there. Got to go to break. It's all on you, Anthony. Oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) What you know about this, Doc? It might be the number one song all lifetime in terms of sweat to jeans. Sweat to yeah. jeans is crazy. <laughs> Sweat to jeans. It's probably number one. Yeah. And because it was one of the longest, it was one of the first tunes, jams that went a long time. You know, it used to be just a, there was a finite time limit on all most records. But when Stay In My Corner came out, you don't know nothing about that. You ask your father about it. Stay In My but Corner, when I got that you. came out, what? You know about Stay in My Corner? No, nah, I don't. I'm going to ask okay, him about I, it, though. May, maybe ask I do, though. Father. Maybe I've heard of it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. ask your father. <laughs> <laughs> but that what you just put there? Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. That knee deep. That funk. Oh, boy, that was the best of the best back in the day. And it was just like, that's one of the things that um, you love so much about music. 
is that it represents so much of your youth. And, uh, and it's a beautiful thing. And isn't it isn't amazing how your memory ties right into a moment and instantly you know you're there. And you're there. Well, you got a big weekend plan, huh? I do indeed, man. I'm uh, yeah, heading man, out. I I yeah. Heading to Miami tomorrow, so yeah, shall well, be you know a, you a got fun weekend. Hard, you, yeah, you got the clock, and I thought I had a clock, but my clock just quit on me. So you know what you got to do. I know we got BetMGM coming up after us. Yes, sir. Are you going to be okay, Doc? Uh, Without I'm me here tomorrow? Way. Okay, just making sure. I'm, I'm going to find a way. Well, we got the, I got the rookie tomorrow, right? Uh, I think you might be with Victor. Vic tomorrow. Yeah, you might be with Yeah, Vic. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I got the young fella. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got the young Victor. Uh-huh. <laughs> It'll All be right, good, Doc. man. God bless you. Yes, sir. That's going to do it for us, man. Hey. Be safe. I'll see you on the other side, man. Peace.